Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. find me on twitter at d underscore river underscore oh oh that was a nice pause (laughs) i know i was pretty spicy where'd you get that from i don't know some guy that that does a podcast (laughs) i know a guy i know his name is maverick you can find him on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid Sorry, I was in the middle. <clears throat> I was in the middle of a bite. I'm eating dinner. I apologize. At least I didn't chew into the microphone. We could have waited until you were done. <laughs> we didn't have to start the podcast until you were done with dinner. No, it's fine. Let's just keep going. My name's Aaron. <laughs> Excuse me. And you can. My microphone cut out. Oh, there it is. You can find me on Twitter oh at Aaron goodness. P. Friedman. They can find you at the dinner table. <laughs> it's just so bad. I'm Colby uh, at Colby Complains. All one word. Uh, David, glad to have you back. Actually, I know I'm back in action, ready to ready to rock and freaking roll. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you last week? Oh, I was at a district band auditions. So I was there from like. Let's see. I got to the high school at seven o'clock and I was there until about four or five ish, probably closer to five, five, five fifteen. And then we got results that day. And so I drove over to my coworker's place. We uh, hung out there, huddled around the computer, getting results, seeing how many kids we had uh, and ended up getting 13 of our own kids at the middle school, 29 overall middle school high school so it was a very successful year for for us so we're really happy about that we're real happy very nice real happy i don't miss all district season (laughs) Mm -mm. stressful as hick way too much intimidation i don't know about y'all's all all districts just so much intimidation in the warm in the warm room it's crazy that's the case for like trumpets and like clarinets and flutes but in low brass, it's super chill. <laughs> like in every like audition like that that I've been to, it's been super chill. But like my trumpet and clarinet friends were like, "Why is everyone so rude?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I just had a very pleasant conversation with a dude from Ragsdale." <laughs> no, that's the you get the trumpet thing. over in the corner playing the jazz tune, getting everybody to listen to him, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's gonna make it." 
Oh, hate it. Hated it. Oh, man. How was everybody's week? I'm doing fantastic. I got tomorrow off and I have Tuesday off. So I'm. You have I'm, Tuesday off too? I do because it's the. It was, so Friday was the end of the semester. So we have to have mm. a teacher work day uh, at the end of the semester. So that next day is Tuesday. Um, and I'll go in for a couple hours and finish up grading. But other than that, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> nice. Mav, how was yours? Pretty good. Um, I'm getting closer and closer. I took an interim position before the first of the year. Um, hopefully in the next coming weeks that it'll actually open up the position to allow me to officially take it. So it'll be pretty exciting to already start moving up my ladder within about six months of being at my job. But it's it's pretty slow at this point. Nice. I'm, I'm Jay Chillin. I also got my, my first set of holidays. Have you got your holidays yet? Uh, I had a couple coming in that were just um paraded. Yeah, I have eight currently, and I'm excited. But I don't even think about using them. It's my problem. <clears throat> yeah, I have a couple. Um, Aaron, how's school? Are you having a good time at school? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Tomorrow, which is nice, and. Uh, my microphone keeps cutting in and out, so I'm going to try and fit. Oh, there we go. Hello? 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 There we go. Now it's not cutting out anymore. <laughs> uh, school's good. It's school. It's stressful. But, you know, I don't have school tomorrow, which is nice. And there's a lunar eclipse tonight, so I'm going to get to stay up to watch that. I'm sorry. Wait. There's a lunar eclipse tonight? Oh, no. Yes. There's a total lunar eclipse. It's a super blood wolf moon. <laughs> sure. What time is that at? 11.40-ish. I'll be yeah. there. I'll be there. I'll be at the moon. <laughs> You'll be on for the, the eclipse. moon. <laughs> I won't be because I have to work tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, get Oof. used to it. Uh, you like all these uh, holidays off? It's not going to happen in real life. Unless you teach. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm never going to get a job. I'm going to stay in school forever. <laughs> Be a career student and then just die with all that loans. All that <laughs> loans and all that credit. Um, I So my school is third in the conference um, in conference play. So it's looking pretty good. Our only loss is to the number two team in the conference. So we're looking pretty good. What? It's making my job a lot easier. Who's, is Wofford in first? Waffers and SoCon. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought they were in your conference. So who's, No, we so have... Um, who's in first in your conference? In first is... Oh, God. Uh, Radford. Radford, okay. It's Radford, Winthrop, and then High Point. How many games back are y'all? Um, Either half a game or one full game. Oh, okay. Nice. You're right there. No, we're tied for... We're tied for second, but Winthrop has the tiebreaker. That's what it is. Oh, okay. I see. I don't think Radford's lost in conference play yet, unless they did this weekend. But yeah. It's looking pretty good. Very nice. But yeah. That's what's happening there. But let's talk about um, some other basketball first, shall we? You're talking about, you want to talk about the 10-way tie for first in the ACC right now? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so we have it's been a while since we since y'all have heard us talk about basketball but we aren't going to go through all those games one because i took them all off the rundown so first we're just going to talk about the two games that happened this week so first uh notre dame early in the week not a very pretty game not in any not by any stretch of the imagination it was i wanted to claw my eyes out watching that one Yes, but a win. The heels won seventy-five to sixty-nine. Um, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, nice. Did I get there? I in time? We were all begging us to win a close game, and we got our wish. Yeah, yeah. It was ugly, but it's a win. Yeah, in that game, Cam was still struggling um, from three. He was zero for three that game. Um, not very good, but B Rob, the sharpshooter, <laughs> hit nine threes that game. I'm, so, or I'm sorry, had nine points, <laughs> nine. nine points, all Woo! of which from three. <laughs> Brandon Steph Robinson. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how did y'all feel about that game in general? We came out really, really sluggish, and it just carried throughout the game. And I just feel really lucky that we. I mean, Nas showed up. In that last, ha- in that last, like, I want to say, like, ten minutes of the game, and that kind of pushed us over the hump to get, you know, past it. But it always looked like we were the better team. We just could not put them away. It was crazy. I I think that John Mooney is who everyone wants Luke to be. Yeah, or I, who thinks he he can play that to that level. I think Mooney's a little stronger around the basket, and generally bigger. Yeah, like yeah, I, say, yeah. I think they people want Luke to play with that kind of aggression on the defensive side. I just don't think he has a size or athleticism. He was having a block party. I, I don't think he has a size or athleticism to be John Mooney. But I, I'll tell you, like, would I love to have John Mooney on the Heels team? Hell yeah! <laughs> Sorry, hell yeah. But their lack of a front court, other than Mooney, helped us out. I think and for so, sure. So and we'll talk about it more in the second game as well. If the if their front court's weak, it makes us look better, and it ultimately facilitates better offense. So I think that's what helped us take this one out. We. Only had only had eleven turnovers, um, two of which were live ball turnovers, which is very very good. Um, but it's still like you said, it just felt very sloppy. So I don't know. I'm never going to begrudge a win, but that was not the way you want to see it happen. Hey, remember that game last year in South Bend? Yes. Because where Joel oh. Barry got fouled with seven seconds left, went up one, and they had the putback, and it rolled out. And it, it is oh, spun yes, out. I do. Oh, yeah. I shoved that out of my memory. <laughs> I whew. Better than that game. Yeah. I mean, he had yeah. a wide-open putback look, and it just bounced out. But Notre Dame was also without some key player, so. Rex Fluger. That will... Who is that? Is it Fluger? Rex Fluger? Yes, my boy yes. from Compton. 
Yes. My boy from um, Compton, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, that, this Notre Dame team is far from the Elite 18 that we saw in 2016 with Zach August uh, and Farrell and Rex Bluger. So it was still a little bit frustrating because I, I still think we were overall the better team and being at home still wasn't able to win in a solid fashion. But I will take it. It's the ACC, and take you them where you can get them. They come. Take them where you can yeah. get them. Uh, speaking of taking them where we can get them, uh, after we got the win earlier in the week, yesterday as we were recording, we went down to Coral Gables uh, for a game against the Hurricanes. Um, came out with the win, eighty-five to seventy-six. What were the feelings about that one? I thought we still looked sluggish. And, I mean, Mav called it in the group chat before the game, and he was like, noon game on <laughs> on a Saturday? <laughs> Sounds like we're going to come out groggy. And we did. Well, and the main thing that got me thinking that way originally was because they flew Friday night down to Coral Gables and didn't get practice, didn't anything for a, a noon game on a Saturday in Miami. I, I thought for sure it was just going to be a disaster waiting to happen. But that was the right call because classes come first. Yeah. Student athletes. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure, Dan. Sure, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, that game, Cam really lit it up. from. He kind of found his his rhythm from three again. Um, And, again, Nas showed up. Second straight game in double figures. Um Kenny finally showed up again. Kenny showed up. We just mauled them on the glass, um, which was really surprising to me when I saw the numbers. Because when I started really paying attention to the game, like towards the final minutes, I felt like they were getting every offensive rebound. So I was like, really? We won We won the rebounding margin by that much? Uh, Kenny had seven assists, no turnovers that game. Just enough. That's huge. Point Kenny. Luke had a lot better touch around the rim, too. So a lot of the upperclassmen played more towards what we expect. I mean, yeah, that's what we need to win. And we went back and forth. They had some runs, but people like Cam and Kenny, always, we had an answer. We always had an answer. And you know how much we struggle with athletic guards, like big athletic guards. And then you have, you know, Smurf Boy. On their team, <laughs> Trey Leaks, yeah. likes Leaks, Lyles, likes, is it likes yeah. likes Chris likes, and he's just you know he's like five foot six or something, and he's like just tearing it up out there like it's crazy. <laughs> so the fact that we contained him because I remember he was he gave us a lot of issues last year too. In that game that we lost, uh, in at the Dean Dome, oh, our senior game. Don't remind me. Oh yeah, I was a wreck. Not because we lost, but just because it was the last. It was my last game in the Dean Dome. But um, no, it was the sort of thing too. If you touched him, it's a foul because he's five foot seven, and any contact on a five foot seven guy is going to look like a foul. Also, he could smack the crap out of us, and they wouldn't call it because you should. <laughs> you got to fight through it when a five seven guy is swiping at you. We had 15 turnovers that game, seven of which were live ball. But with the pace of the game, I mean, yes, there were some dumb turnovers, but I 
I'm willing to bet that our turnover percentage was lower than it was in, in the Notre Dame game. So for those two games, I'd probably put it at about equal. But seven seven live ball turnovers is not good. Yeah. I mean, one thing I just noticed, it, it was one of those kind of traditional Carolina performances where we just ran them and gassed them because that last five minutes, they just looked defeated in terms mm-hmm. of energy. And so we eventually got them to – because I believe they only have a seven-man rotation because due to a lot of the um, issues surrounding their NCAA uh, potential violations for uh, their recruits, they only have, I think, seven scholarship players. Most teams have ten. Really? Is that, to is, see that, it happen. is that the reason they only play seven? When I was watching the TV yeah. – the nice TV man told me that they only play seven because that's all they need. <laughs> no, no, it's it's definitely because of the NCAA stuff. They have at least two that are out because of eligibility issues, and I'm sure that's also just negatively affected their overall recruiting for this year. Um, and so they were saying that it, it, he was trying his best to keep guys fresh because we would not relent in terms of offense, because we don't care how the other team plays. They can play slow. We're always going to play with an up-tempo pace. And I think we eventually got them tired. Um, and when you're tired, all those threes don't fall like they did in the first half. It was almost like a mirror switch. Whereas in the first half, we controlled the interior offensive defensive uh, where they were hitting the threes. Then the second half, they were the ones that were getting all the boards, but we were hitting the threes. Yeah, so anything else from, from the Miami game specifically? I like Jim Laranaga's facial expressions. Jim Laranaga, who looks like Jim Beheim, who looks like... Um, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Fourth-rate Bernie Sanders. He just has an anxious face. I just want to tell him to calm down sometimes. He does. But he also does look like a copy of a copy of a copy of Bernie Sanders. (laughs) 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 It just kind of degrades every time. (laughs) Um, I keep forgetting that he coached George Mason. Yeah, and beat us. When they beat us. (laughs) So... Now, we talked about it last week, but y'all didn't hear, but we are over halfway through the um, the college basketball season. How are we feeling? I I feel okay. You know, I... Much this, changed from one week ago. Yeah, we, had, we were having some really different conversations a week ago after that Louisville game. Um, I feel okay. You know, if we can go and beat Virginia Tech, I'll feel really good. Um, it's just going to be tough because if we we need to do well in ACC, in the ACC regular season and make a decent run in the ACC tournament, because I feel like this team, if they don't get a favorable seating in the tournament in the AC, in the NCAA tournament, it's going to be one of those UNC teams that'll they can either make an Elite Eight run, a Final Four run, or they'll lose in the second round. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this is one of those teams. 
Yeah. Like, um, you could get... Right now... Sorry, we, go, ahead. go ahead. Right now, we're eighth in Ken Palm. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. But our next game is against Virginia Tech, who is seventh in Ken Palm. And very good offensively. What I will say is that we've looked a lot better defensively um, in the past several games. So Yeah, we've been doing a really good job rotating on switches and just giving a good effort on defense. I think that this also, team still lives and dies by the three. And if we lose a rebounding game, then we're almost definitely going to lose that game. But if we get hot from three at the right time, then I think we could make a real run. Also fighting over screens rather than going under and creating separation. Mm-hmm. So. I think Nazir is one of the X-Factors because this uptick has been almost uh, on the same path as him gaining more confidence and playing better. This is the kind of play that we were expecting from Nazir from day one. And so, I mean, it's a pleasant it's pleasant to be able to see him starting to reach some of his potential because his athleticism is is 50% of the game. Now he just has to bring in the IQ and the finesse with it. And he'll get there. I think he'll get there. Um, I am feeling okay. I think there are still lots of places where this team to grow to grow and be really great but i'm not sure if we're there yet but i do think i do think that they can get there i think oh god game choked up there it's just making me so emotional um (laughs) i think one of those things is ball security um and just having quality possessions every time that's something um something that's going to be important like i would take an in traffic three over if you took an in traffic three in place of all of those turnovers, one of those is going to go in. Yeah. Um, I have a quick question t- tangent. If we're done with this, yeah, go for it. Do y'all hate this Duke team? Because I don't. I do. I listen. I don't necessarily. I always hate whatever Duke team comes on that court. Do I hate the kid? Like, do I have a intense hate for the people playing? Probably the only one would be, uh, what is his name? I don't have an intense hate. He's just kind of filling the void. O'Connell, O'Connell is kind of filling that, that Grayson Allen void <laughs> that, that's been left. How did I know that was the guy you were thinking of? You, of course, you know, because you know, no way to know. Wild guess. Wild guess. You know, it could have been anyone on that roster. Do I, dislike any of them i think like i don't hate zion i i'm oh i not, hate him so i'm not much. i'm not happy he didn't come to unc but am i do i hate him no do i hate rj barrett i think he's a little bit of a ball hog but do i hate him no i think that for me at least what's been interesting about the so much coverage on duke and zion specifically is that it, they're showing us a lot more of their personalities. And Zion and RJ's friendship, to me, is hilarious. Like, they're just, like, two really, like, personable people. And I just, like, 
uh, they look like they're having fun. Like I, I don't know what what this what to say about them besides they're having fun. Of course, I'm never going to cheer for them, and I want nothing but losses for them. But like I. I do not hate the people on this Duke team at and all. And it's also hard to hate them knowing three of them are going to be gone next year. At least. Four. Trey Jones is gone. You think so? He's he's so good. <laughs> I mean, I mean a lot good, of the analysts but... were saying that he was sort of the glue person on the whole team that kept the efficiency going. That's the one thing that I that I disagree with. Because like, oh, boo-hoo, you lost Trey Jones. I'm sorry. You're going to have to rely on your other three lottery picks to carry you you know, the scrappy underdog Duke team against this Virginia team at home, you know, you gotta. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what we've been saying about Duke the past couple years? What? They didn't have a point guard. That's true. I mean, that's true. But when you, I don't have any sympathy for them because you have some of the best recruiting, like you can, they can get whatever crew they want pretty much. The fact that you can't find a point guard, I don't have any sympathy for you. I mean, I'm not going to give them sympathy, but I think it's valid. <laughs> I think it's valid that they need a point guard and they, to, to succeed, but the fact that they can't find one on a consistent basis for the last couple of years. Now, now, Trey Jones is obviously the, 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 the exception because they, they got him, but, you know, other than that, I don't have any – like, do they, do they not have a backup point guard? Apparently not, <laughs> which I okay. find hard to believe. I just think it's hard to because de- I feel like the quote unquote hate is developed, and so it's hard to develop the hate when they're here for only one season because it was Grayson Allen that we ended up hating who stayed all four years. Um, I mean, other than the 2015 team, which I actually did just hate kind of them, but oh yeah, I, mean, I think of a lot of the one and dones like there are ones that I don't even consider them dookies because they spent one year. I I always forget Jason Tatum. Played at Duke. I forget that Kyrie Irving played at Duke because well, he, they only spent he one played, year. He played like a game and a half. It's like I feel like there are other Duke teams that I hate for stupid reasons. Like I remember that Jaleel Okafor, um, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow year. Like I hated Justice Winslow because he was the freaking karate man and loved to kick everybody <laughs> on drives. I remember that I didn't like Tyus Jones because he looked like Sid from Toy Story One. I remember not liking Jaleel Okafor because he had a stupid face. So it's like, but like, there's nobody on this current team that I hate, like I dislike because of something like that. It's like, oh well. I f- see. I feel like I hate this Duke team for those reasons. Like Trey Jones looks like his brother, and I hate his brother because he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and looks Zion, like the Blue Devil. <laughs> Zion has been shoved down our throat worse than. Uh, but that's not Trey. That's not his fault. Like. That doesn't mean I can't hate him. Okay, for all right, all right, all right, all right, right. Uh, RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish. I mean, I don't know. I just hate him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Alex O'Connell is is the filling the Grayson Allen void. Delorier, I don't like his name, and he's a foul sponge who's getting real minutes now. Uh, I, I don't just hate feel Marquise bad. Bolden. I just, I just feel bad for Marquise Bolden at this point. <laughs> I feel bad for How him. much does he play? I, I, I haven't even watched Duke that much bit. this year. He's their starting five. I feel bad for Chubbs. You see, he's not playing for Duke. He's playing for the University of Duke. That's why this isn't the Marquise Bolden that committed. He's playing wherever the University of Duke is. So, um, 
sorry for that tangent. I was just wondering because I saw people talk or Molly. I tweeted something and Molly tweeted back at me. So this is the least hated Duke team in the last four years for me. Like even Marvin Bagley, like like shoot, like they still had Grayson <laughs> Allen on that team and um, Wendell Carter, who was like, "We're gonna go undefeated this year." Like even they had like like aspects about them that were dislikable. Yeah, yeah I, de- I definitely hated the Duke teams of the last two years more, but I also loved Mar- Marvin Bagley because he was just that good in college. Oh yeah, I mean that's you know valid. Yeah, that Jason, this Duke, <laughs> that light skinned boy Jason Tatum that that year that was funny because they they also weren't <laughs> that good, and the year that they had um uh shoot Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram. All right, I can't lie. I didn't like Brandon Ingram at all, especially because he was like, yeah, North Carolina, J.K. Duke. And then he has the audacity to look like he just smoked a blunt every day <laughs> on my TV screen. And he had the audacity to put out a trash at Duke team. I almost said a curse word. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, oh, what was I about to say? Yeah, but this year's Duke team, like, they're in the locker room and they're like, RJ, what did you think of Zion's dunk? He's like, five. Even though he dunked on 17 people somehow on the way to the basket. It was just fun. This thing is a good time. But anyway, we'll talk about more outside of Carolina basketball at a later date. I'm looking Uh, forward to kicking the crap out of Duke when we play them both times. Let's hope so. Let's, Let's really, really hope so. Because I need to get, speak your. What'd you say? Yeah. Speak it into existence. Speak your victory. Speak it into existence, y'all. Sometimes you have to speak the word over yourself. Okay. Uh, um. Let's talk briefly about that Ram Saints game that just ended a couple hours ago. Hours. Like an hour. Less ago. than an hour ago. <laughs> Probably like an hour ago. Exactly. Are we gonna call, like call gate or ref gate? Or targeting gate. Uh, one of my one of my friends just said, "I think Colby just willed that call into existence, <laughs> just with pure contempt for the Saints." Um, the Saints got hosed, and I don't care at all. <laughs> that was a horrible call. I I I was shocked at that no call. And they were saying that uh, Sean Payton after the game was told by refs that they believed that they judged it as that they were colliding at the same time at the ball was there. And that was it's very clear from the replay. That is not the case. That's ref speak for we weren't paying attention. Sorry. Yeah, I would be I would be upset. But David, you tweeted early in the game. Well, you always tweet things reactionary. Oh, one hundred percent. I just go with my gut. Like five minutes into the game, I'm like, "Well, <laughs> sorry, Rams." <laughs> but yeah, but, sorry. What tweet? What tweet are you referring to specifically? Well, I was just speaking for like myself. Like I. I try not to judge like how a game's going to go until the teams get off script because oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. A lot of teams look really good. Those first couple drives. And then it just kind of peters out after there. I think Sean McVay is a good enough coach that when the scripted plays don't coach or when the scripted plays don't work, 
he can make those adjustments. And then, I mean, after they went down 13, um, 13 nothing, he outscored them the rest of the game by like, what, 10? Or I guess he had to outscore him by 13. <laughs> so, yeah, that I just think is a heck of an adjustment from Sean McVay to find a way to win that game. You know, yeah. So I think the tweet that I was saying that it was that uh, something about Drew Brees eating eating the Rams defense alive. Uh, yes, he was making some crazy. He was making some really accurate throws. Um, but yeah, just like you said, I mean, they came up with a good game plan after that, and um, you know, got some good turnovers. I thought Jared. I think Jared Goff is a slightly less average QB. So the fact that they made it through that game in the Superdome. Well, you know, and also they had the call. So it's like, how much of that do you put into the Rams being great? Or how much is that, well, you just got bailed out. But either way, you know, the Rams ended up winning. They still had to execute and win the game. So, um, And even if they, even if the Saints get that call, then the Rams just lose by three. Like, that's still a very respectable loss. It's not like they would have gotten run out of the gym or anything. They were. It was looking that way for a little bit. <laughs> Even though I still disagree on the one yard line with five minutes to go, I think you got to go for it there. Oh, one hundred percent. I agree with that. I think that. And also, Goff played very well that game. He had three hundred yards. He had twenty five completions, and he had one touchdown and an interception. And you have thick boy C.J. Anderson. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. He deserved better than the Panthers. Honestly, <laughs> we did not use him correctly. What's happened to Gurley? He's hurt, I'm pretty sure. They said that he's been hurt for like three months. Not for three months. That's how how injuries work, Aaron. When you're hurt, it seems since the link. Cam Johnson apparently has been hurt for his entire career until this year. (laughs) So. I think the Monstars just got his talent. Sure, I think that's the likely thing that happened to Todd Gurley. Um, yeah, but the, the Rams pulled it out and are going to the Super Bowl and saved the city of Atlanta from burning to the ground. Ooh, yeah. That whole city's <laughs> like existence was on the line. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, it was not a game. That city was about to, whoo. It would have been bad. Aaron. Good mm. God. <laughs> With the spoon. Was it good? <laughs> it was good. It was a fork. And the microphone for the podcast, like that I'm recording into my computer, did not pick it up. So we'll but talk yes, about was this. Yummy. Good. Uh, we'll talk about this uh, Chiefs-Patriots game um, next week because it is on right now. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But first, are we done? Is there any other sports things y'all want to speak on before we move on? No, just Pat um, Mahomes is an idiot and took a sack to put them out of field goal range. That was and a bad an- And I'm annoyed. Now I'm really annoyed. Before we move on, I just want to say that this tweet's an hour old, but I just saw that Sean Payton has already called the league office, and they already admitted it was a blown call. I mean, that 
It was. <laughs> um. All right. Hopefully Evan's okay. Yeah, he had two heartbreaking losses two years in a row. <laughs> uh, it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, we won't call him this time. So this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners, never made varsity. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week, I am recommending you again by Caroline Kepnes through Audible. You can download it or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. Let's switch to some content. Let's do it. So, I saw... I've watched the entirety of a series of unfortunate events yesterday or the entirety of season three so aaron what did you what did you have what did you want to oh i don't know I, I, well you're the one that just watched it so you could talk about it what was your favorite episode or favorite book i guess of this season yeah okay so we had the slippery slope the grim grotto the penultimate peril in the end. Yeah. Um, I like the Grim Grotto. Interesting. I thought that one was good. I mean, I thought they were all good. I thought the penultimate peril was fantastic. The penultimate peril was very good. It was very good. Um, the end for whatever reason in the books, Friday was older. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm just misremembering, but I just thought Friday was older in the books. Well, it could also just be an artistic decision. Yeah, it could be. I am. I can see why they didn't split the last book into two episodes. I didn't think they needed to. Yeah, I'd agree with that. What do you think about the ending? It's fine. I liked it. It's all the bookends. Well, the book ends much more with a loose end. This the series, the Netflix series, tied everything up into a nice bow ish. Yeah, I think this is a bit more cheery than yeah. how the book ended, and I think that that's also reflected in the comedy style throughout the series because the series, the TV series, was much more in your face about the comedy. Yes. And it was a it's much lighter, goofy. dark humor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I what? highly recommend it if you read the books. What book series is next? Please, Percy Jackson. I hope so. <laughs> oh, God, that would be fan-freaking-tastic. That movie, the movie just got no justice, and I was so disappointed. Well, that's the exact same as a series of unfortunate events. They made one awful movie where they put the first three books into an hour and a half. And then I think it was awful, but it wasn't very faithful. It was way too fast and they cut out a lot. I thought it wasn't good. Well, some series aren't meant to be in, you know, either a single movie or, you know, two movies. Some of them are meant to be. TV show, I think work better as TV shows. I think Percy Jackson's one of those ones that work better in an episodic fashion in, as a TV show. 
Or a Netflix show. Can you imagine them trying to do Game of Thrones as movies? No. Are you kidding me? It'd be terrible. There's no way. Like, I'm, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now with, like, the giant tomes that are sitting there. There's no way to make one movie out of that. I, that that's an interesting conversation in itself. Like, if you had to cut down Game of Thrones into a two-hour movie, what would you include? And what would you cut? <laughs> oh, like God. The, no, it's, it's like, like a whole movie for a season, essentially. You're cutting down from 10 hours to like two and a half. Two and a half. Conservatively. Three max if you're going Lord of the Rings length. <laughs> I don't see how you do that. We could talk about that could be a really nice like like hypothetical question for the off season. You know what? Let's, let's save that question. That's a great question, David. Yeah. Would it? Like, what would you cut? And I'm going to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> How to make G O T a movie. Speaking of shows though, I am trying, I'm trying to watch or at least start the good place. Um, oh, I love the good place because I've I've never seen it and I've heard so many good things about it. And I need to start watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, I'm all caught up on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm like up to date with like now. It's good. I'm glad it's here. Um. Also, I finished Voltron. Aaron, yeah. What did you think of the ending? I liked it. I don't know. It's hard to end the show. Do you see why I say it doesn't? It's not surprising at all, even though it is surprising. Yes, I get that. I mean, of all, I um, I don't know if I want to get into stuff. You know what, uh, David, Mav, do y'all care? What? About Voltron? Oh, I, no, you can go I for it. Heard it. Go for it. <laughs> All right, yeah. skip like a minute and a half if you're not caught up with Voltron. Um, I think that, starting now, I I think that, what's your face? Laura had grown all she can grow during the course of the show, and even then she didn't grow much. And I think having her like peace out at the end, like and be the emotion, like the emotional core not needing to be there anymore, I think that makes sense thematically. Yeah, because I feel like, like she- they, I feel like they resolved everything, especially with Alora and whatever you want to call Omnerva or. Whatever you want to call her. They resolved that all way too quickly. I mean, me personally, I've seen way too many of the, oh, I accidentally killed my family, so I'm going to go to an alternate universe and try to get my family back stories recently. <laughs> so I don't know why that's the move, but it is. Uh, so I think that was, I wish I hadn't seen so many things that I've done that recently, but I still think she was a compelling villain. So 
I don't know. It was yeah. Funny. I thought she was a very good villain, and I thought that the whole final battle thing worked well. I just feel like the resolution took two seconds, and it's like a why didn't you try that earlier kind of thing. Yeah, I get that. But as far as, like, entire show, what do you think of Voltron? Legendary Defender. I think it was an excellent show. I think that they needed to establish a better balance of filler to meat. I think that the filler episodes were great. I just think that they were in weird spots. But overall, I would give it an excellent rating. I would watch it again. Excellent I binge think, watch material, too. I think we have different different definitions of filler, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I would say a better uh, word is like the fat and the meat. I still disagree. <laughs> um, Riverdale, Roverdale. No, Roverdale. Oh, my gosh. Well, I scream Riverdale everywhere I go. What generation of Pokemon is that, Colby? Roverdial. <laughs> um ambiguous state region. <laughs> Pacific Northwest question mark region. <laughs> oh yeah. Um Yeah, Riverdale's back. It's very Riverdale-y. It is so bad. <laughs> I thought but y'all were I talking such it. great things about it not that long ago. It's always been so bad that it's great. But now is it just bad? Oh, it's still so bad that it's great. It's just especially awful. Like, what happened to the quarantine? (laughs) They dropped that plot thread. I don't know. It's just very... I've gotten to be very eye-rolly about Riverdale. And it's one of the shows that I want to set an over under for the number of times I cringe every episode. It's one of those things like the end of that episode, the most recent episode, I'm just thinking, stop lying to me. Like you're lying, like you, the creators, the writers of this show are lying to me and I don't appreciate being lied to. Stop lying to me. I feel like this is getting personal. No, it's, it's like when, um... Like all the Avengers stuff where they're like, oh, we don't know if they're actually going to come back. It's like, stop lying to me. They're coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Like the whole Jon Snow thing. It's like, no, stop pretending. Like we, it's okay to give like a no comment or whatever, but don't lie to me like that. So it's whatever. Did y'all watch the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer? Yes. <clears throat> Are I you did. liking it? Did anybody did anybody else watch it? Yeah, I watched parts of it. Yeah, I mean, I I'm digging it. So, but the only well, we'll talk about the timeline in a second. Um, I like the look of Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Um, and I kind of I really like the aesthetic of it. Um, I like the fact that it's like. Because when I heard Far From Home, because I think the name Far From Home leaked way before anything else, we knew anything else about it. And so I was thinking like space. So I was like, oh, it's nice to see that this is like grounded in 
you know, or on Earth or something. So it's it's it's. Oh, uh, you weren't paying attention, Fink, then, because they announced a while ago it's gonna it was gonna be Peter on summer vacation, like a bro. Oh, see, I don't pay that much attention to it. Um, but either way, I I like the aesthetic. I liked it. I enjoyed the trailer. Jake Gyllenhaal's a bad guy. Yeah, did it? It kind of looked like he was being the good guy, though. Or is I was he? like, he kind of looked like he was being the good guy in the trailer. Or is he? So we'll see. But yeah, I dig it. I'm uh, digging it. So am I. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a good time. Um, let's see. David, you got a Switch. I did. I got a Nintendo Switch not that long ago. Um, Welcome to the club. I know. It's been great. I have three games. By the way, is there any way to charge the Switch like outside of the dock? Or do I have to put it in the dock? Yeah, you, you can unplug the USB cord from the dock. The, but then you have to like you about the, take it around with you. Are you talking about the AC adapter? Yeah. Okay, and that and that, I just haven't found where it plugs into the, the – I haven't tried yet, but I was just like, huh. I wonder if there's a way to charge this that's not in the dock, but I'm sure there is. Okay. Um, yeah. So the port on the bottom. It's on the bottom. Okay. I'll show you later. All right. Cool. Um, but I have three games. I have. I, I misspoke earlier. I don't have Mario Kart. I have Mario Party. I have uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and I have Zelda Breath of the Wild. The two that I've been playing the most are Super uh, are uh, Smash Ultimate and um, Breath of the Wild. Specifically, Breath of the Wild because. I am like super in love with so many things about that game. It's really atmospheric. It's really I'm going to say the words I'm going to say the word relaxing even though it's made me want to throw the controller just as much as I, what I did when I played Dark Souls for the first time. Um it's not an easy game, but I it, I've had a lot of fun with it. I feel like it's really rewarding. And the music I like I love the like kind of somber tone of it the only thing that i there are two things that i don't like about the game one of them is weapon durability which gets really really freaking annoying after a while because you get these really cool weapons you want to keep them and use them and then they break and they're gone forever it's stupid um and it gives you no way to repair them so you're just like you always have to be having weapons on you um and the second thing is um when the blood moon uh happens it actually scares the crap out of me because it's creepy as heck <laughs> like almost majora's mask level of creepiness oh there it goes touchdown all right anyway yeah that's <laughs> i can hear my mom screaming downstairs because the patriots just scored is she a patriots fan? no she's not a, she hates the patriots But anyway, yeah, Breath um, of the Wild. Good stuff. I What about Mario Odyssey? Did you talk about that? I was watching football. That was me. <laughs> um, so I got Mario Odyssey yesterday, um, and it is pretty awesome. It's the other game that was competing for 2017, 2018, whatever year they came out. I think 2018, game of the year, maybe 2017, whatever it was. They were both competing for game of the year. They're both amazing games. The two best games on the Switch. And it is a lot of fun. 
Uh, it's going by quickly, but also I'm like probably like a quarter of the way through the main story, but not even 10% through like getting 100% on the game. So there's a lot of replayability value. Um, The soundtrack is amazing, and the game feels and looks amazing. It looks better than any Mario game that I've ever played. And it has, at least thus far, the coolest moment that I've ever had in a video game that I just experienced earlier today. So yeah, very highly recommend. I pre-ordered Kingdom Hearts 3. Shoot, I need to get on that. (laughs) <laughs> I need to do that like now. <laughs> yep. And I need a so, I need a physical copy. I'm not going with that online stuff. I got to get like it in my hands. No, I want to be able to down like start the download before work and then <laughs> when I get home from work immediately turn it on. So you're doing online? Yeah. Do y'all prefer physical or digital games? Digital. digital, most like 99% of the time digital, but I, with Kingdom Hearts, it's like special to my heart. So I want a physical copy. I'm too wary over scratch discs. That's fair. I get yeah. that. I also get that. With the Switch, I'm going all physical unless it's like an indie game that isn't sold physical because the way I see it, I carry the Switch in a case that has like 16 game slots i could carry basically my whole library until i get an obscenely large library did you and did that come with your switch or did you buy it no i bought it it was like 10 bucks on amazon oh i have to get on that then and like if i don't want to play a game anymore then with a physical game i could resell <laughs> All right. So Aaron's having microphone issues. So Mav, do you what do you prefer? I mean, I kind of like physical copies because I I just kind of like have a sentimental value to stuff and want to keep it and want to just be able to throw something in. Like before Red Dead Two came out, I had my 360 version just sitting in a box downstairs. I went and got it out just so I could throw it in and played the whole campaign all over again. I just think it still offers that. But more and more, I mean, I still see the idea where you don't have to worry about having a scratch disc. You don't have to worry about losing games because it's going to be there. Okay, I'm back. So I definitely agree with the scratch games thing. That is definitely a fear of mine and was a very real fear of mine when I was younger. Um, But with the Switch, since it's in cartridges, that's not something that I need to worry about anymore. Um, So... On the Switch, I'm going all physical, or at least trying to, other than like indie games, like I said, because if I'm done with a game and I don't want to play it anymore, then I could just resell it to GameStop or on eBay for a couple bucks, whereas you can't really do that with digital games. Well, you can't do it at all. This is fair. So, yeah. Um... Anything else before we get out of here? No, I think I'm Gucci. I think so, too. So, 
thank you all for listening to this episode of Never Made Varsity. If you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Uh, thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show for your 30-day trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. And we will see you in a week when we talk about the Rams and not the Saints going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Who that? <laughs>